0: 90.1 Hope FM. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years.
1: Visit keithjones.co.uk.
0: Now, if I said, allo, 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 it might give you some indication <laughs> of uh, the nature of my focus today. Oh, yes, it's going to be the police, and I'm hoping that I'm not nicked by the end of the programme. <laughs> to help me do that, I'm going to be joined by uh, two senior officers, the first being uh, Sergeant Carmel Ryan. Uh, good morning to you, Carmel.
1: Good morning, Blair. How are you?
0: I'm great, thank you. Now, I know you've, you've been in the police, you've given service, is it over 30 years?
1: Just 30 years now, yeah.
0: So you'll be getting your long service medal then soon, won't you? <laughs>
1: Well, I, I got that a few years ago, actually. They, I think they try and sort of give us a bit of a carrot to stay on. So I think I got that about 22 years, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you must be doing something right to stay on. We'll talk a wee bit later on, you know, about, about your life in the police force and so on. But let's yeah. first talk about your faith journey because obviously you were, you're a member of the Christian Police uh, Association. But yeah. how did the whole faith journey begin for you? Did, did you come from a Christian background?
1: No, no, I didn't at all, actually. I mean, I was brought up, uh, my father was um, an Irish Catholic, is an Irish Catholic. Um, mother is an um, English Protestant um, and as was the, sort of, um, the normal in those days within the Catholic Church. I was born into that family. I was christened a, a, a Catholic, um, but it was very much um, a traditional cultural thing as opposed to a faith. Um, we were taken to church once a month by my dad just so he could go to the club and have a drink afterwards. It was, a, it was one of those, you sit at the back of the church, you listen to the priest droning on, you can't hear a word he says anyway. And, and there was absolutely no faith whatsoever in the family. It was certainly a ritualistic Sunday morning once a month. Um, so I went to a Catholic school as well, so we celebrated a lot of the Catholic um, masses, but it was a very strange environment in that respect. It was very segregated. Our religious education lessons were Catholics in one class and everybody else in another. Um, so it was quite divisive um, as a youngster growing up, and I really didn't have much for faith, although I always had this feeling that there was, um, that there was a God out there, and um, you know, I would pray to this God that I knew nothing about, but... You know, once I left school, I left home at 18, um, wasn't really getting on with my family, uh, having a great time, I thought, going night clubbing, discovered alcohol. This was before I joined the police, I have to say. Um, and I just had a, I just had a great, uh, you know, I felt like I had a great time. Um, but church was and a Christian faith that was very much um, not in my line of sight at the time, I have to say, so in a very um, real,
0: in a re- very real sense, the religious stuff put you off but but actually, yeah. as you say, there was there was still a little something in there
1: yeah yeah so h-
0: so how did that little spark then uh, eventually develop?
1: Well, it was interesting because as of as an adult before. Um, Living on my own, I used to occasionally just drop into a local church um, because, I, as I said, I always felt there was something that I wanted to... I was searching for something, and we've often said, haven't we, as Christians, that you're, you know, there's a, there's a hole in your life and only God can fill that hole. Uh, I didn't know that at the time. Um, and I used to often just drop into the local church, and um, it was the church that was near my flat. It was St. Andrews in Charminster. It's um, the Church of England church, and I would sit at the back... Um, And I would just soak it all up and then I'd leave as quick as I possibly could so I didn't have to speak to the vicar on the way out. (laughs) And so it happened like, you know, so I would just turn up at church randomly when I just felt that I needed some comfort and support. But again, that sort of carried on for a number of years while I was single and I didn't make a commitment and I didn't look any further into that. Uh, And how I really um, started to started on my journey was... um, I got married in 94 to Julian, who again, he's not, he wasn't a Christian, had no Christian upbringing. Um, we gave birth to James in February 96, he's our first son, and we just thought, OK, we're going to get him christened. And then I started to think, well, I want to get him christened, but I want to have Christian godparents. Even though we weren't Christians, I just felt I couldn't just have a mate or a family member. If I was going to have him christened, he was going to have Christian godparents. And so we had um, very good friends. friend I went to school with, actually, from 11, and um, they were members of the Lansdowne Baptist Church at the time, and actually they still are. And so we said, yes, would you be our godparents to James? And they were more than happy to do it and wisely um, said, well, you know, if you want us to be godparents, come to an Alpha course, find out why why do you want Christian godparents and it
0: really just went from there so it's interesting in in those early days and in fact because you you said that when you were thinking about getting James uh, christened, that that you weren't a Christian of course many people think that because they go to church on a regular basis and you were going uh, Mm -hmm. certainly you had that early start in the Catholic church and so Mm -hmm. on but but. (laughs) Looking back now, you wouldn't, I mean, would you then have said, well, actually, I am a Christian because I go to church on a regular basis, or did you know that you definitely weren't a Christian?
1: Well, I think it's interesting you put it like that, because I think a lot of us think we, um, certainly my thoughts at the time, I probably would have said I was a Christian, because I would have thought, I live in a Christian country, Um, you know, we we go to church occasionally, Um, I I celebrate Christmas, and I think, you know, I am celebrating Christmas because it's Jesus' birthday, but I I certainly wasn't a Christian, because I didn't really know, I didn't know what it meant, I didn't know what it meant to have Jesus, to accept him as my saviour, um, and so I would have probably said I was a Christian, but I wouldn't have known, the, 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 you know, the real um, the value of that and what yeah. that meant.
0: And of course you wouldn't be uh, alone in that, because you know when the dreaded census comes around, which will be coming around again soon, mm. but people, when, you know, when they're asked faith and whatever, they'll often tick the... Christian box because they genuinely Mm -hmm. think, as you just rightly said, well, I was born in a Christian country, my, you know, I was brought up, and I go to church every week. Mm. And uh, but I, I, so I guess it's it's something needs to happen. A little light needs to be turned on, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, how did that light get switched on for you then?
1: So it really was just going to starting off at the Alpha courses. We went to Lansdowne um, in the old building where we had the cafe next door, and they put lovely food on. I mean good old christians they give you they entice you in with a good meal first, oh yes don't they? yes yes <laughs> settle you down and um we used to listen to the message we watched the old you know do you remember videos Blair? i'm sure you do <laughs> oh i do I, I,
0: funny if i haven't got a vhs recorder now but i,
1: <laughs> no. I, I used to <laughs> i know so we'd sit and watch the nicky Gumble videos which um i absolutely love nicky Gumbel. and um but again we used to sort of not sneak out but we often didn't stay for the discussions afterwards because we had our baby with us and he would cry or something would happen but gradually as the weeks progressed we stayed to the whole we we had the meal we stayed for the videos we stayed and had the discussions and we just started to ask and it was just a comfortable environment we could ask questions we started to learn more about it um you know more about jesus and then when we When James was christened, um, Andrew and Nicky gave us a Bible, a parenting Bible, and it was just really, for us, it was a very gradual process where we just accepted that this just seemed the truth, it was the right thing, Jesus was the Son of God and he did die for me. and just having that acceptance and it wasn't, you know, I'm not, so, I wish I had a, an amazing testimony to say I was literally, you know, stopped in the street and I, I was, <laughs> this amazing bolt of lightning hit me, and it, but it wasn't like that for me and I think for a lot of people it is just a yeah. very gradual process of um, falling in love really.
0: And actually I think it, I think you did have an amazing journey, it's just, uh, just that you didn't maybe have the flashing lights and the music playing in no, the background exactly. or the appearance of the archangel <laughs> Gabriel funny enough I didn't have that myself, you know <laughs> but, but nevertheless I it was this when you sit back, as we are doing now, and you reflect, and you think, "Wow, the journey that I have been on—I can't believe that once I was here, uh, uh, and, and now this is where I am." You know, and this is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, you went with your husband to the Alpha Course? Did you?
1: Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. And how you know, did he, he get on? Very, very similar, actually. I mean, he's very—he's a much more reserved person than me, and I think he's, he's much quieter than I am. But he—he he himself accepted um, accepted Jesus as his savior too, and he—he he actually went on. Um, because we started, although we did our Alpha course at Lansdowne, at that time we joined our local church, which was St Andrews, which was the church that I'd kept, you know, disappearing and avoiding the vicar for many months beforehand, but um, <laughs> right. who we got to know really well, Tony roke and he he's a, a lovely, lovely man. But, um, so he actually stayed on and did a follow-up course as well, and um, he himself was baptised at that time, so... Um, yeah, it's uh, he's he's got a quiet faith. He's he's not as vocal about it as I am, but he's he's definitely accepted Jesus as his saviour. So it's, it's been a good, it's been an interesting journey for both of us. Ninety point one Hope FM.
0: Talking about the police, I mean, obviously you you had a quite a journey there uh, to fit. When did you know that you wanted to, to form a career, and that that was maybe pointing in the direction of the police?
1: Oh, well, it was quite, a, again, it was a bit of a slow burner for me because I left it back in the day when you sort of left school. I left at 18. I didn't get my A-levels. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and I just went and got a job in a shop. Um, and I was working in retail for a number of years. And um, probably when I was around about 20, I started to think, oh, I just wanted a career. And I think like a lot of people, I just wanted to feel that I was doing something for people. I wanted to do something for community and I just felt that it was the right thing for me to to start looking into.
0: So how did, how did you go about that? I'm obviously applied and then you, I guess mm-hmm. it, is there quite a rigorous selection process and then, then if you get through then there's a whole training process?
1: Yeah, so I mean but back in the day I was working in um, Fairham and I used to drive past the, the Hampshire Police Headquarters and I, although I was living in Bournemouth I was um, working in Fairham And so initially I applied for Hampshire Police, but because I was living in Dorset, you do all of your initial recruitment and your tests and assessments, you do all in Dorset. Uh, And by the time I'd finished the process, which was about a year from start to finish, um, and I decided actually I'll stay in Dorset now. I've made some routes here. So I joined um, in June, or June the 4th, 1990, um, and in those days we were sent off to a police training college at Chantmore, which actually later became a Christian retreat. I think I think that's changed again now. Um, so I spent a number of months residential um, at training school, and um, and then I was posted to, to Bournemouth Central um, at Lansdowne. That was my that was my first um, posting where I was pretty much left loose to go out on foot um, in the days where we had to earn the right to drive a car. So <laughs> I, was a, I was a WPC wearing a skirt with a handbag out on foot, left to my own devices. How safe do you think the people of Bournemouth felt? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, more importantly, how did you feel?
1: I felt absolutely fine. I think I had that confidence of a young 22-year-old. Um, I was fired up. I was keen. And um, I was going to go out there and do my bit to protect some. Um, Protect the people of Dorset. And that's that's you know what I what I aim to do. So yeah, I don't think you feel much fear at that age, do you?
0: And of course, you know, I suppose that if you turn the clock back, there was quite a bit of respect for police officers, and sadly, maybe is not quite at the level today as it was thirty years ago. Are, are, yeah. Or would you beg to differ?
1: No, I would agree to a certain extent. I think um, it's it's not just police. I think just in society in general, it's those any figures of. Authority. I think teachers would say the same. Health, health staff would say the same. I think, you know, I think generally um, the y- people generally have less re- respect for anybody in authority. It's not just the police.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, d- did you have any tricky situations to to deal with? You know, you must you must have seen some very sad situations and so on. What, what sticks out in your in your memory?
1: Well, there's a number of things really. I mean, I think um, I've sort of got. There's, My service before being a Christian and after being a Christian is is quite different because um, in how I perceive what I'm faced with. So, um, I mean, I suppose that, yeah, there has been some very difficult situations. There's been some exciting situations as well, no doubt. I mean, I remember, again, as a young police officer um, out on foot patrol, we were given very, very specific beats to cover. So my beat on this particular night shift was the three roads, so I had off Old Christchurch Road I had Post Office Road Yelverton Road and um, Albert Road I think it is and all I was allowed to do all night was walk around this blooming three roads but it paid off when at two in the morning we had an alarm go off in one of the jewellery shops and I walked up there and I stood there as this chap climbed out of the window with jewellery literally spilling from his pockets it was absolutely hilarious so you know right time and right place so there's been some really fun moments but there have been some very dark times because generally people only as a police officer you're only generally meeting people at dark moments in their life aren't you and tragedies often
0: yeah and it got very sad i mean obviously you had your faith did that really sustain you through those challenging times and even actually to some degree putting yourself in danger because you i guess as a police officer you would never know what a day would bring
1: no exactly it definitely did and and you know i certainly um over the last few years, um, we were you know—we we were what we were wearing as police officers changed, and um, you know, we—I I don't know if you see the police officers nowadays. You see it on the telly. We all wear body armour. You know, and cameras, you've got body cameras
0: and stuff. Body right?
1: cameras, but you know, certainly for me, I used to think of Ephesians six, the armour of God. And so, in the morning, I would think, okay, I'm going to put on my body armour to go out there on the streets and face what I face. But I know that it's more than that for me; it's that spiritual protection as well. Um, and I think I had I had one week in particular when I was working I was working from Ferndown Police Station, and this is probably about four years ago. So I was already starting to find, as an older officer, it was ch- quite challenging shift work, nights, and everything else. And um, it was just before my promotion, actually. And I had one week in particular where I had um, I'd gone to a road traffic accident where a young cyclist had died, and I'd I was the first one on the scene, and I'd given him CPR, and I'd stayed with him until the ambulance took him away. And he was the same age as my son James at the time, and. Um, so I dealt with that, and then I had another incident that week where um, I was with a family whose um, the father, the, the husband had had gone missing, and um, I was with the family when they when the father was discovered. He had committed suicide, so I had to break that news to the family. And the same week, there was you know I was with somebody who was trying to jump off a bridge, and I was trying to prevent him from committing suicide. And you just you get through it as an officer because you have to do it. You have to be there to, uh, you can't fall apart, you can't fall, you know, you can't go to pieces when you're dealing with these situations, but it really, so, you know, you soak it up and you soak it up and there's only so much that you can take, and God really sustained me through that, and I think we're very fortunate in the service nowadays that we have lots of support, lots of counselling if it's necessary, you know, and I, I have had to tap into that on occasions, but, you know, it's my faith that gets me through every day and it's for me it's been a privilege to be able to um be at those situations because i know i'm there god has put me in that job to be able to pray into those situations and i think my whole service to me has felt like a privilege just to be um you know in those situations 90.1 hope fm
0: my very special guest uh, in this hour of the program has been sergeant carmel ryan so good morning to you again Carmel.
1: Good morning Blair.
0: Now today uh, you are you're a sergeant Uh, you're doing is it desk based investigation what what does that entail?
1: Well uh, currently my post is um, I've been for the last three years on the desk is a a desk based investigation team which is basically um, any any crimes that come through to the police that um, do not need emergency response can be dealt with over the phone, over email. So I lead a team of officers who, who conduct those investigations. Um, But I'm actually on a secondment to the youth justice team at the moment. So for the next few months, I've got the privilege of working with a small group of officers um, who work with the Youth Offending Service. So we we work closely with our colleagues in the Youth Offending Service to determine out-of-court disposals for youngsters under 18. So we're trying to make sure that we don't criminalise youngsters. Um, if we can possibly help it. And that's just that's a great new challenge for me at the moment.
0: And I guess like everybody else, the, the whole COVID challenges will have impacted you and your colleagues in the police force
1: has and it's been amazing really you would not think that police officers could work from home but um you know over the last nine months we've had exactly that we've had obviously we don't have a car parked outside with a blue light on the top (laughs) but (laughs) where which would be lovely wouldn't it for the neighbors um but no we've got a lot of officers that who are shielding who are vulnerable themselves for health reasons Um, who are having to work from home. And actually, we've adapted. We've adapted um, the same as many, many people across the country.
0: Now, obviously, we've talked in this hour about how your faith has sustained you. And and to help also, you joined the Christian Police uh, Mm. Association. Uh, Just tell us a wee bit about what that is.
1: So the Christian Police Association is a national charity. So it's a, a national voice for Police officers, Christians in, in police in the police force really, and um, all forces have a local branch. So um, I'm a member of the Dorset Police Association, and, and to be fair, we're a very small force, and we don't have a hugely active. Um, branch of the CPA but what it does do is it's a great support and it's a fantastic way of getting prayer requests out there really really quickly and if I'm able to give you a quick example um, back in May this year we had one of our officers um, Mark Lane who's also a member of Lansdowne actually Um, he was out on patrol cycle patrol and he had a cardiac arrest and um, he was his colleague gave him CPR and he was airlifted and rushed to St Thomas's Hospital Um, And it really was at that time he had very little chance of survival. Um, He he obviously the doctors did amazing work with him, and we managed to get prayer requests out almost within days of um, of the incident happening. So it was spread across the local um, CPA for Dorset members to pray for him, but then we shared that nationally. So the Christian Police Association nationally um, sent this prayer request out and we were praying for him daily. We were giving updates and it was just absolutely amazing, the response. Um, The people from all over the world who were praying for Mark and praying for his recovery, Um, and I have to say, it's been a a miraculous recovery and he's at home now um, doing, doing superbly well. And just having that ability to be able to get those prayer requests out to hundreds of Christians, really quickly, is a great support, especially in our line of, you know, in our line of work.
0: Obviously, uh, people listening will, will realize that there you are with your colleagues on on the front line. How, how can people best encourage uh, and pray for uh, our police force?
1: So I think if you can pray for um, for wisdom for us in the choices that we make, that are often very difficult, um, pray for protection, especially for um, for officers and for their families, and pray for um, pray for justice. Really, that the right things are done at the right time for the right people, and just keep supporting us with those quiet prayers. It makes such a difference to to all of us. And pray for those who are not Christians that they may. Um, come along, you know, for, pray for us Christian officers to come alongside colleagues who are not Christians, to, to have the confidence to share our faith really.
0: Now, uh, was it uh, after 30 years in the police force and still still going strong, be- beyond of course that time that you were contracted to, is there a time an upper time limit that you can serve?
1: Well the reason it's slightly beyond is um, I've actually, although I joined just over 30 years ago, I had two career breaks, So I've got to add on another 18 months, so that's sort of where the extra bit of time comes from. But for me, I I took some time out, Um, I took two periods of time out. One was when James was a baby to, I felt, and I'd only just come to faith then, and I felt this conflict between I'm a Christian and I'm a police officer and I I just had some time out to to bring him up as a baby. And, um, and, and it was really important for me to get my head around, actually, it's really important to be in the police service. Um, I'm, I felt at the time I had a conflict, am I judging people? But I very quickly realized, no, I'm, I'm judging the crime if I'm judging anything. And it was, you know, so I felt really strongly that God was um, wanting me back in the police service. Um, and the second break I had was um, I wanted to take some time out with my daughter before she started secondary school. Um, and that's Alice, by the way. I've been told off for not mentioning her yet. so <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to mention Alice because it's her 21st birthday. Good
0: morning, birthday, Alice. Please. And good morning, James, and if you're lockdown, listening as well. And none
1: of us can see. <laughs> yeah, she's in lockdown, so it's all very sad. But, um, yes, yeah, so that's why my my service is slightly extended because I took two career breaks.
0: For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.